Welcome back for a bonus episode of 100 Mistakes Academic Writers Make and How to Fix Them. In this continuation of my conversation with Dr. Rebecca Roach, she talks more about her podcast, The Academic Imperfectionist, including discussing plans for upcoming episodes. So what's on the agenda for your podcast? What are some topics that are coming up for upcoming episodes? Well, I have a list somewhere of topics that I want to address. And usually I don't pay attention to it because something else comes up. I have an episode I've been putting off for a while because I keep thinking of things I want to talk about instead, about making lists, you know, about planning our time. I'm a big fan of writing everything down, partly for the reasons like, you know, the goalpost reason I mentioned, which is that if we, when we have these vague standards for ourselves that are not, you know, sort of really unspecific, then that's a real risk because we're going to wriggle out of rewarding ourselves if we actually achieve them. Um, so I'm a big fan of, you know, writing our goals down, writing down priorities, timeframes, what's urgent versus what's important. But I also have a real resistance to doing it. I find it really hard. And a lot of the people I coach find, find it really hard as well. I think it's tempting to think that when we write something down, it's written in stone. You know, we're committed to it. And in a way we are, because that's the point, right? That you, you write stuff down so that you can't wriggle out of it later. And so I, I, I meet with people and I experience myself that there's this resistance to writing stuff down. You don't want to write it down because you're still undecided about whether it's quite right. Um, so it's like perfectionism about making lists. But I think that that's wrong. And that's a bizarre way to think about making lists. It doesn't pop up when we make other sorts of lists. You know, people don't want to write, write down their, their goals for the next year, but they've got no problem writing an Amazon wish list or a shopping list or, you know, sort of whatever, whatever else you might have to write down from day to day. And when we write down lists like that, we don't view them as written in stone. We view them as sort of evolving things. You know, if you go to the shop and you can't, and you can't buy rice, then maybe you'll get something different instead. And that's completely fine. That's just how it all works. Whereas when it comes to our goals, you know, our professional goals or um, family goals, something that fundamentally matters to us, there's this sense of, oh God, you know, what if I write it down and I don't end up doing it? We sort of view almost like sort of little tripwires for ourselves said in the future. I think it's Eisenhower who said, uh, plans are nothing, but planning is everything. You know, so it's the, the, the act of planning is, um, or the act of like perpetually planning is what's really valuable. And the, the plans are just kind of what you get out of it. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's something that's in the pipeline. Where do the topics come from? I mean, uh, um, when you have the inspiration for something. Mm. So it's often things that have arisen when I've been coaching people and the thought, oh God, you know, lots of people, lots of people are suffering. I'm having almost the same coaching session again and again, you know, with sort of somebody who's got a particular sort of anxiety and it pops up again and again. And so it's the thought, well, it would be useful to, to address this in a place where lots of people can access it. And also, I think, as a way of, you know, helping coaching clients get better value for money. So rather than having to sort of listen to me it, during the session, work with them on this topic that I've worked with lots of other people on, sort of provide it free of charge somewhere else so they can listen to it <laughs> and then save time in the session. But yeah, and I think a lot of these topics, they're challenges that so many of us face, but they're also challenges that we think that we're alone in facing, you know, there's so, so many times in a coaching session, I've said, 
I said to somebody, I see this a lot. You know, I have this discussion with lots of people and they're quite surprised, which yeah. is itself surprising. <laughs> I think there's a lot of shame. You know, when we have imposter syndrome, for example, we don't necessarily recognize it as that. And there's just this shame attached to it because other people think that we're better than we are and we better keep quiet about that. So we don't necessarily want to kind of confide in people or confide in our colleagues, at least. And that's the value of the work that you do with your podcast and what I aspire to do in mine, to provide a way for people to start those very kinds of conversations. And speaking of your podcast, where can people go to learn more about upcoming episodes and to hear more about what you're up to? Um, so the podcast is uh, anywhere that you get podcasts. Um, it's called The Academic Imperfectionist. I also have a website, academicimperfectionist.com, and I'm on Twitter at, I think it's Academic Imp, because Academic Imperfectionist was too many characters. <laughs> That's it for my conversation with Rebecca. I want to thank her again for sharing her insights with us, and I want to encourage you to check out her podcast, The Academic Imperfectionist. As for me, well, I'll see you next time.